Hey guys, in light of the current COVID-19 crisis, I am teaming up with Himalaya to show our support. From April 1st through the end of May, Himalaya will match the exact dollar amount for every active subscriber to our premium channel and donate it to direct relief to support our healthcare workers. Go to your favorite app store, download the Himalaya app, search for Personal Revolution, and subscribe to our premium channel to show your support. Let's fight this pandemic together. Hi, this is Allison Task with Personal Revolution, and this is another bonus podcast episode where today I'd like to talk about something different. The last two episodes have been somewhat somber. We've spoken about grief and growth and feeling the pain of the pandemic. And now I'm going to switch gears and talk about one of my, one of my favorite things, as you know, from the podcast course, episode four, Come On, Get Happy. But I'm talking about happiness today with a different lens. I'm going to talk more about happiness and contentment and the choice we have now, the choice we have when we feel and when we think, the choice we have to decide what we put in our brains, right? What we allow in and give space for and where we choose to let our brains take us. Today, again, we'll be talking about happiness and contentment and how you can find peace and a happiness equation, if you will, that I'd like to share. One interesting thing, I know that this happens to me a lot if I wake up in the middle of the night and can't get back to sleep, I'll let my thoughts go where they will. And I'll think about lists or to-dos or a dream I had or action items or something that really bothered me. And then I'll say, whoa, 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 choose your thoughts. Don't, don't let your brain take you on a ride. Choose your thoughts. Last night, I was sleeping next to my son and I said, listen to him breathe, right? Think of his beautiful, perfect little body. Listen to that. Let that be what guides you right now, right? Let that be where your thoughts go. And when you're choosing to feel pain, you're letting yourself feel the pain. Sometimes we don't want to, right? We don't want to cry. We want to hold it all in and then you erupt, right? So it's okay to choose to feel pain and it's okay to choose to try to work at feeling joy, to give yourself the space to feel joy. Now, some things are just not good, as was recently said to me. Sometimes life is just lemons. It's not lemonade. War is not good. Death is not good. But as we learned last week in the podcast, thanks to David Kessler, that sixth stage of grieving is meaning, right? Finding meaning that comes from the experience you had. And I challenged you to think of something that's coming from this, right? What 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 are you learning right now? Again, with Easter and Passover in the rear view, Ramadan coming up, what are you learning about yourself? What beautiful things are you seeing emerge? I personally am doing a lot of cleaning. I've been cleaning. I learned my husband's great cleaner. My kids are all really focused cleaners. I've learned a lot about how much less we actually need. And I am all about heaving hoe to all the unnecessary things we've been engaging in, right? Have more time by having less demands on your time. So now let's get into this, the habit of happiness. So this, I want to give full props to Arthur Brooks, who's writing a new column for The Atlantic on happiness. Arthur Brooks, look him up. He has a fabulous um, <laughs> pedigree. Right now he's teaching the happiness class at Harvard, um, a class near and dear to my heart. As you know from the Personal Revolution podcast, episode four is all about happiness, in large part derived from a lot of the work Sean Aker and Tal Ben-Shahar did in building that class. Well, now Arthur Brooks has taken it over and he's making it even more wonky, which makes me really happy. In his first happiness column for The Atlantic, he talks about 
the habits of happiness or your habit, which is something you can control, right? Because everyone has a happiness set point. Some of that is genetics. Some of that is life circumstance. And some of that, the part of that you can control is your habit of happiness. So I wanted to get into that today and talk more depthfully about the habit of happiness. He believes the habit of happiness is comprised of faith, family, friends, and work. Faith, family, friends, and work. So now let's look at each of those. And why don't we start with the two in the middle, family and friends. Now, you can't control your family, but you can control how you interact with your family, right? People with great, big, loving families with tons of support and drop everything on a dime and are there for you, those people have an edge. People with good, strong families can be happier, right? They feel a connection, a community, a sense of belonging. Then there's the family you make, which are your friends. Over the last few weeks, I've made an intentional effort to reach out to people. Some are reaching back, some aren't. Some are reaching toward me. People I haven't thought of in a while are coming toward me, which has been really beautiful. But boy, do I feel strength just in looking at the eyes of a long ago friend on Zoom or hearing the voice of someone who really knows me, right? Your friends are where you feel known, understood, where you have a sense of belonging and connection. And that as there are so many studies that point to the value of human connection, right? When they do research on people who've made it past 100 years old, you'll always hear about, you know, the one martini a day, which I'm not sure I believe in, but you always hear about connections, right? Family, friends, neighbors, loved ones. So again, according to Arthur Brooks, two of the four criteria of happiness, the habits of happiness, the happiness that you can create are family and friends. So I'd ask you to just take a moment and rank on a scale of one to 10. How happy are you with your relationship with your family right now? How happy are you with the relationships you have with your friends? Now look at those numbers and I would ask, what would it take you to move it up two notches? If you're at a 10 with family, God bless. If you're at a 10 with your friends, hey, more power to you. But if there's room to grow, seriously consider what would help that grow? What would help that grow? And if you were born into a terrible abusive family and there's just not much you can do, how can you resolve it, right? How can you have more contentment and space with what is? And of course, your friends are a second chance at family. So there you have two criteria in your habit of happiness. Next, let's talk about faith and of course, work. So faith, Arthur Brooks defines faith as a structure through which you can ponder life's deeper questions and transcend a focus on your narrow self-interests to serve others. So he's Catholic, I'm Jewish. You don't have to be Catholic or Jewish in order to have faith. You might just meditate. But the point is, is it's a structure, right? I have a, a dear friend, Dr. Rochelle Bernacki. We went to college together and she Um, she's a doctor and she helps people through the end of their life. And she has always told me it's the people who have faith that die peacefully, right? You don't resist death or challenges in life when you have a structure for understanding them. 
I have a dear client now who has been in AA for almost nine years. He has an incredible practice of faith and he has his AA structure and he is going to meetings up the wazoo. Of course, they're all online right now. But through that prism, he is finding great peace with what's happening right now. He is finding great meaning. So where is your faith? Maybe it's religion. Maybe it's nature. Maybe it's music. Maybe it's meditation, but it's a structure by which you can organize your thoughts. That helps you process right now. Because if you're flailing without a rudder, this is a difficult time. But if you have some sort of structure to explain it, right? That's why I shared last week those, those elements of grieving. That's a structure to help understand your feelings right now. And last is work. Now, this is really interesting. Again, to share what Arthur put together, he said one of the most robust findings in happiness literature is the centrality of productive human endeavor in creating a sense of purpose in life. Again, to continue with his words, what makes work meaningful is not the kind of work it is, but the sense it gives you that, drum roll, please, that you are earning your success and serving others. And so I ask you, in your work, do you have the opportunity to earn your success? Do you have the opportunity to prove yourself, to deliver, to feel good about your contribution, right? A checkout girl at Trader Joe's has that opportunity. Can she put a smile on someone's face? Right now, we are thanking our first responders. Boy, do they feel like they are earning their success and serving. My God, how are they serving others, right? So in your work, do you have the opportunity to serve others? In all work, there is the opportunity to serve. There is the joy that comes from serving others. So how would you rank yourself if I was to ask on a scale of zero to 10, how happy are you with your work insofar that you're able to serve others? Those are the most important two criteria that give you a sense of meaning and purpose in your work, which translates to 25% of your happiness quotient. So again, based on the research of Arthur Brooks and his extensive analysis and this wonderful article I encourage you to read in The Atlantic, the habits of happiness come from four areas, faith, family, friends, and work. Faith is a structure that helps you take a look at life and what happens in life. Family and friends help you share it and pass through difficulties and share joys. It gives you a sense of belonging and connectedness. And work is where you serve. Work is where you engage. Work is where you earn your success, right? You develop and you serve others. So when you look at those four criteria, how can you rebalance that to ensure that you have more space for happiness and contentment in your life? And last, I wanted to share an idea from my good friend, Murray Hittery. Murray Hittery has um, an incredible company called Mind Travel, where he helps people travel and have different emotional experiences through sound. He gives full sound experiences when you're submerged in pools or underwater. I recently did something with Murray at the Brooklyn Botanical Garden where we walked around. Everyone had their own headphones, really good quality headphones, and he played piano while we just walked around in nature. It was a totally transcendent experience. And he's doing lots of interesting stuff online. This week, he sent out a notice to talk about balance, right? And how he's going back and forth between grieving 
and then great joy and gratitude, right? When there is so much death around us, we are embracing life in a totally different way. We are really looking at the minutiae and the small things for good or for bad, but he is experiencing this great pendulum swing on a daily, hourly basis of tremendous grief and sadness and then this overwhelming joy. And he kind of shared in his note, I'm up for it. Like, that's the ride I am. Don't let yourself sink just into the sadness, although you can, but pull up your brain and choose how you want to spend your brain's time. Choose what you want to think about. Again, let yourself feel the sadness, feel the pain, but then also in a moment of clarity, you can push yourself to different feelings as well, right? Look at those four criteria that you can act upon for your own happiness. Again, it's your spirituality, your friends, your family, and your work. Call to those as your anchor when you want to push the button a little bit more on happiness. Thank you so much. I wish you another wonderful week. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast course, to these bonus episodes. I am so enjoying this time together. Take care. Take care.